The following announcements have been paid for by the sponsors of the Hameen Media Group. Hameen Media Group brand management is taking over. Social media, video, audio, design, marketing, and more. HMG Brand Management is proud to be partnered with Vince Russo's The Brand, Stevie Ray TV, Rip Rogers' FR Podcast, Goldilocks, Big Vito Brand, The A-Show starring Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, and now Angelina Love and Velvet Sky, The Beautiful People. Search for all of our HMG Brand Management partners on your favorite podcatchers, YouTube, and of course, Patreon. Support your favorite HMG ring veterans by visiting ProWrestlingTees.com, Dr. Man Beast Ted McNailer, Freak God Papadon, SCG Search from Big Sal, Chris Silvio, Stevie Richards, and of course the Ayatollah himself, Ben Hameen. Hey bro, wake up with the official Vince Russo coffee from Broaster's Coffee. Medium roasted, Nicaraguan blend with chocolatey notes and a smooth finish that'll have you ready to go bro. Available only at thebroasters.com. For a flavorful hashtag RBV Fitness Foodie experience, visit Zorosoliveoil.com. Zordos Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil is exclusively sourced from the Zordos family private 100-year-old olive groves in Greece. Taste the difference and visit Zordosoliveoil.com today. StevieRichardsFitness.com For the most affordable and effective home workout program that'll give you results, real results. 12 and 16 week resistant band programs are available for instant download now at StevieRichardsFitness.com. Russo'sBrand.com, where the pros are pros, bro. Get the most valid takes in wrestling from the pros who live it. Visit Russo'sBrand.com. Subscribe to Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on Podbeam.com and visit Patreon.com backslash Hameen Media Group. We now take you to your featured. HMG presentation. I have dry balls. Balls so dry, they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them dry, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls and hairy balls. Suck my big balls and your hairy balls. Suck my big balls and hairy balls. What is that? It's my balls. How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, what's up, guys and gals? Welcome back to another edition of Shuck My Bows, the South Park Review. I'm your host in the scene where our air is clean. I'm lighting up the green in multiple ways. Your boy, MSG. Each and every week, I am joined by two guys, you know, who like to blow a lot of shit out their ass. No rhymes today. Yeah, I'm just for blowing shit out your ass. We do smoke a lot of grass. 
We try our best to complete the task. First up, ladies and gentlemen, he still has his Princess Candy background. He comes all the way from Arizona. Or as the goss like to say, what's the worst place in the world? Scottsdale. Ladies and gentlemen, time out, 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 Actually, before you say anything, I also had another one this week. It was like a, trying to do a parody. I don't know if you've seen that insurance commercial uh, uh, where they're parodying the song. And I was going to do it as like a scoop, shaka laka, shaka laka, shaka laka, laka, scoop, shaka laka, 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 scoop, there it is, scoop, there it is. No? All right. I hate that commercial. <laughs> I have to see that commercial every day at work, so I run it. And every time I see it, it makes me think of Scoop. So, Joe, if you just turn a negative into a positive, it'll make you smile. Because every time okay. I see that commercial, I just think about Scoop. And I go, man, this should be Scoop's intro right here. Scoop! <laughs> shaka laka 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 laka. No? <laughs> Scoop, how you doing, buddy? I did. Uh, bye, GME. That's all I'm going to say. Well, that's great. I'm glad we're on a South Park podcast, but we're giving stock quotes. Um show well ladies ladies and gentlemen you've already heard his voice he's freshly sporting the brand new threads because he's always fresh as well give it up for the guy who runs all the pro wrestlers entrances promos and will deny them anything he wants because he runs that shit ladies and gentlemen joe 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 yeah, I got to remember I can start telling people no. Yeah. I always forget that. Say no, bro. Say right. no. Ladies and gentlemen, we are a South Park Review podcast where we break down and review each episode of South Park in linear fashion. And today we are back for season four, episode 13, Helen Heller, the musical. It is, of course, our 64th episode overall. Check my out. This is the 61st of South Park, which is kind of cool. Think about it now. We have technically with last week's completion, we have officially reviewed 60 episodes of South Park. That's that's a lot of episodes of South Park. We've Like I woke up this morning thinking like, man, if I really didn't like South Park, I would not do this show sometimes because I'm just like six out, five, six hours of sleep, tired, don't want to get out of bed. But then I'm like, I turn on South Park and I start laughing and I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I do this show. This is why, this is why I do these shows. I love Zedbeck. That being said, it's an honor and privilege to speak to you, ladies, gentlemen, uh, to be inclusive, uh, you know, transducive, interspecies, and plants. I don't know. We're happy to have you, too. Um, We're happy to have whatever you want to identify yourself as well. That being said. If I could swim with the dolphins. (laughs) We are sponsored by thebakedboysclub.com. Thebakedboysclub.com has the finest cannabis apparel. As you see here on Joe, which will release this ad, he is sporting the always fresh shirt, which you can pick up. Nowhere, actually, because that shirt's a limited shirt. It wasn't even on the website. Joe got a shirt that's not even being sold anymore on the website. Ooh, yeah. He, I, no, I'm just kidding. You got you. I, oh. I think no. I, I think you did get the rare one because I think me and Scoop shirt, which I'm putting out this week, the Versace 
I think that one is still on the website. I think, yeah, the Always Fresh one, I think it's available anymore. So uh, head over to bigboysclub.com to pick up the limited apparel at times because you never know when they're just going to put out a new design. They're not selling this particular shirt anymore. Or you might get it in a mystery box. Who knows? That's the fun of the mystery box. Bigboysclub.com. Use the code SUCKMYBALLSPOD. That's the name of our podcast, of course, SUCKMYBALLS, P-O-D. And uh, you'll get 15% off your order. So head over to BigBoysClub.com. Again, that's BigBoysClub.com for all my friends who've got uh, you know dreads, who like to drive fancy cars like Benz, like to get in a tour bus and follow all the trends. Check out BigBoysClub.com. All right, let's get into this episode. Now, this episode, of course, is a holiday episode right based on thanksgiving essentially as this is when it came out it premiered on november 22nd 2000 it is titled helen keller the musical and is of course the 13th episode overall of season four now the general story starts up as butters runs in and informs the fourth graders that the kindergarten school play is a sight to behold you guys we got a big problem what is it, Butters? The kindergartners. I just came from their dress rehearsal. Oh, it's good, you guys. It's real good. How good? They got pilgrim outfits and Indian ones, too. They've got singing and dancing. And boy, you've never seen such a show. Why, it's a Thanksgiving extravaganza. Oh, no. We can't be outdone by the kindergartners. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, we can't. Yeah. All right, all right, quiet down. Look, we still got four days until the Thanksgiving festival. That's plenty of time to revamp our play. They go through a lot of pain. Uh, throughout this episode to make sure that they uh, outdo the kindergartner show itself. So as they're rehearsing that show, and I mentioned Butters warns the fourth graders that the kindergarten class has an amazing play, you know, that he even mentions, oh, man, they got a they got a musical, they got a dance number. It's amazing, right? They and, got pyrotechnics. Uh, well, that doesn't come till later. I would have oh. mentioned that later. But, yes. Uh, oh, my bad. Got, it's okay. But he warns the fourth graders that the kindergarten has an amazing play, uh, so that uh, this convinces the rest of the fourth grade class that they have to do their best to outdo the kindergartners, right? They don't want to get done shown up by five, six-year-olds. I, I mean, I questioned this right from the beginning, though, guys, because, like, if this had happened, I know Butters came and told us, like, somebody should have gone and confirmed. Like, why did they go through all that and nobody went and confirmed again? Now, granted, Butters is usually the honest one, so he's not usually deceptive. You also have to question, and Stan should understand and question the fact that he played Charlie's Angels with them at Two Guys Naked in the Hot Tub Meteor Shower Trilogy and knows how got, how those Melvins are. So he should have been on to the fact that someone should have been and checked on it. Am I wrong here, Joe? Um, you're not wrong. Like, I definitely would have sent someone else to kind of confirm that, but... At the same time, like you said, if we're like going down the most honest students in that class, Butters would be pretty high up on that list, if not at the top. It'd be like him and Tweak. Like Tweak can uh, get pretty honest every once in a while, too, especially when talking about the gnomes. What about Craig? Yeah. Yeah, Craig is uh, usually a pretty honest guy, too. Craig so, is brutally like, honest to a fault, right? He doesn't give a shit. He'll just be like, but I'm sorry mm -hmm. you feel that way. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clyde is um, usually pretty uh, blunt, too. But mm, I would say, but Clyde is also a someone who can be easily manipulated. And he, and we've seen it, whether it be girls manipulating him for shoes because of his good looks, sunshine, sparkles. <laughs> and, we all, and then, of course, we also, uh, we know that he's a big fan of Cartman itself. You, sir, have mocked Cartman before. 
<laughs> that is one of my favorite Clyde moments. Thank you, Dad. I, I think it goes back to the one episode where Cartman went to jail. And Romper Stomper episode? Yes. Romper Stomper. And then, and then they were Good like, segue, by the way, because that was the I, – I, I cut it out. The listeners didn't hear it because it didn't make sense. But I did at the end of last week's episode, and I was like, Romper Stomper. No, you're supposed to say something like, "Why would you? Why don't you care about me or something?" So, like, I did cut that out because it didn't make sense after I said "suck my balls" at the end of the episode mm-hmm. last week. But good segue. Go ahead. Sorry, uh, scoop back to Cartman went to jail, and uh, they were like, "Craig's now the new fat ass." And so, when then Cartman got back, he he hugged him and was like, was, "Thank I, you." Was it Craig? I thought it was Clyde. Actually. It was Clyde. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was Clyde. It was Clyde. I'm so, so glad you're back. That's why Clyde loves Cartman even more. He doesn't want to get kicked out, so he ends up being the fat kid again. Well, in this episode, Cartman ends up being, I'd more or less say, I mean, he has his uh, down points, but a very strong role in this episode for Cartman is Cartman is the director of the fourth grade play. So Cartman suggests that they revamp their play somehow after Butters comes in with the news. Now, class kind of brainstorms. They go back and forth with a couple of different ideas. And they end up going uh, – Wendy proposes that instead of the dog, we replace it with a turkey for Thanksgiving. The Helen Keller had an animal, right? And then Token suggests, yeah, we could have it do tricks and stuff like that too. And everyone agrees. And Cartman's like, yeah, that's the spirit, gang. <laughs> so <laughs> Cartman sends everyone off to do different things. He breaks everybody up. He sends Kyle and Timmy, though, to find a turkey. So they go to a barn and in a peanuts – parody style that's why i should also mention that as well this definitely parodies a couple different things from what you mentioned before the pre-show whether it's people think it's the godfather or goodfellas you know type of uh killing scenes here or in this uh initial lead up here the peanuts christmas classic yeah. where they're going to looking for the tree yeah this, this whole case, thing is Church- a charlie brown christmas no doubt. Right. Uh, so uh, they're mocking Charlie Brown Christmas special by going to the barn and they talk into the farmer scoop. And the farmer <laughs> the farmer says, to him, well, oh, that one? You don't want that one. I was going to take that one out back and shoot it anyway. <laughs> oh, don't, <laughs> don't say that. Yeah, don't say that. It's going to make Timmy want it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, Kyle. God. <laughs> Kyle eventually concedes to the fact, okay, we'll buy it. And then the farmer's like, okay, 50 bucks. 50 bucks? Uh, we're going to go back and kill it. Yeah, well, now I don't have nothing to shoot. Uh, Timmy, if we go back to the other kids with that turkey, they're going to be pissed. Ta-da! Yeah, best you not take that one. I was just about to take it out in the yard and put a bullet in his head. What? Oh, dude, don't say that. Ta-da, ta-da! All right, we'll take them. How much? 50 bucks. But you were just going to take it out in the backyard and put a bullet in its head. I know. Now i got to find something else to shoot. God damn it. Here. Right, Timmy, let's go. I've got a one-legged pig if you'd like to. I'll blow it out your ass. <laughs> I gotta find something else to shoot. It's <laughs> so good. So he gives him the 50 bucks, and then as he's leaving, the farmer says, Well, I got a one-legged, I got a one-legged pig if you want out back as well. Ah, I'll, I'll blow it out it up your ass. ass. Oh, there it is. I'll blow it out your ass. <laughs> I'll blow it out your ass. Did you guys ever do the farm experience where you go to the farm, get an animal? Whether it be to, for a pet or to cook? Oh, no. Not to get a pet or a cook. I mean, well, I live down in Texas. There's lots of farms out there. I went to a petting zoo once. <laughs> I've been to a couple of petting zoos. They're usually on the side of the road um, mm-hmm. in New Mexico when you're driving through. 
uh, or other places. There was one Rooster Cogburn on I seventeen. <laughs> there was a uh, there was a petting zoo in either somewhere in northern Colorado area or like Wyoming yeah. when I was driving through here. Uh, like it was on the side. It was like a weird. It was like ran, a random gas station, but they had fucking llamas and shit and all those other things. On the side. Yeah, I like, think that I think I know the one you're talking about. And then, like I said, there's like on the drive from Phoenix to Tucson, there's just rooster cogburns on the side of the road <laughs> with their ostriches. Right. So they elect to. Well, I, I guess I should say I have never gone to a farm to get a pet. We have gone to a farm to get some meat. Like uh, my dad's friend, um, years ago, was like a farm. He's a farmer and I, you know, butcher. I guess he had a couple extra cows and offered my dad some meat. So you know, we went out there and barbecued, and then we left with like 10, 20 pounds of meat. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I got some extra meat left. It was pretty nice. It's big here. Um, so I've done that, uh, but I've never gone to a farm and. You know, got my hands dirty and milked a cow or something. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Anyway, um, so they leave and they take gobbles. The good thing about this episode too, guys, is there's not Arr! really any, there's not really any alternate storylines. Really, it's kind of one linear story, if you will. I mean, they have little side scenes about the character in the story, but really, it's all one following one story. You're about to play in Timmy and gobbles. So they come back with the turkey right and of course uh nobody is happy with this turkey right it's just like in the peanut scene they kind of make they actually will um you know how yeah kyle says at the farm you know if they bring that turkey back everybody's gonna be pissed you know they come back to the school and they just like in a south park uh sorry just like in the charlie brown parody if you will the students are not happy However, as I was uh, going to allude to before I was frozen there on Skype, they end up taking it easy on Timmy, right? You can't be upset with the mentally handicapped kid for getting a mentally handicapped turkey, <laughs> right? You, they bagged on Charlie Brown in the Peanut Show because, like, what were you thinking buying this tree, you idiot? Of course, there ended up being a, a nice little story to it. In this case, Timmy was able to identify, sympathize, and, of course, the farmer mentioned that they were going to take it all back and shoot it. So uh, he created a bond uh, right away with Gobbles! Guys, I want you all to meet Jeffrey Maynard. He's South Park's biggest expert on musical theater, and he played the lead in Les Miserables at the Denver Community Playhouse for five weeks. Awesome. Do you think we can make up a good Thanksgiving play in four days? I would swear it on my life. Your play shall want for nothing. Hooray! Now, the first thing any good musical needs is a big opening number. Something that sets up the entire show. All right, places, everybody. Bring in the turkey. What the hell is that? It's a turkey. His name is Gobbles. Gobbles! <laughs> and where, pray, is our beautiful trick-performing turkey? Um, we sort of spent all the money on this one. Gobbles! <laughs> can I talk to you over here for a second? Why do you do these things to me? So, they brought the turkey back, and well, now they're looking for an alternative, right? So they're like, well, the because what I guess what I also failed to mention here is, um, to turn this into a musical, Cartman goes and enlists the help of a director or actor. But like the way they introduce him, 
<laughs> they're like, he spent five weeks at the for the Denver Community Theater House. And the kids are like, ooh. <laughs> if I can sing it, I can make it. Right, so they got this guy, and he just wants to sing throughout the whole episode. And he's got some funny parts, but he comes in, and he informs them that he has a friend through my years on Broadway, after just being introduced to a five-week singer, he apparently knows a famous turkey trainer and turkey itself. So he goes and he, you know, if you will, tries to remedy, tries to go get a replacement turkey. While that's going on, of course, Timmy's bonding with his turkey, right? Goes home. Gah! He's like laying at night with his turkey and the turkey jumps up on his bed and sleeps with him and you know, try to be all cute about it. A little cute moment, if you will. Puts, like, the so, arm over him. Right. Yeah. We, go back to, we go back to school the next day. Uh, the, they're, they're, they're rehearsing, if you will. Then the new, then the, the turkey, the sophisticated turkey shows up. Fucking gets out of the cage and shit. And it's all, like, fancy. Like, it's all, like, a fancy turkey and shit. Wow, that's the most beautiful turkey I've ever seen. Oh, does it do tricks? It does not do tricks. It does feats. Tonight, we present the story of a courageous girl and her fight against depression. Oppression. Oppression. Our play begins in a simpler time, Alabama, in the late 1800s. 1800s, Alabama. What a great place and time. We're so happy that we live in 1800s Alabama because it's sunny and there is no crime. Now to the refrain. And in her little town of 1800s Alabama, there's a family by the name of Keller. Their daughter's deaf and mute and blind as a bat, but her parents can't even tell her. Excuse me, I am Lamont, the animal trainer. Oh, cool, he's here. Awesome. Do you have a turkey that can do tricks? Up, up. Do not call them tricks. She's a very sensitive turkey. She performs feats, not tricks. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the most beautiful bird in America, four-time prize winner of the National Western Stock Show and reigning poster child of turkeylovers.com. I give you Alanisia. Wow. Her feathers are beautiful. That's the prettiest turkey I ever saw. Of course she is. My turkey does feats. She does not do tricks. So when the other turkey, though, finds out that Gobbles is there, the turkey starts freaking out because apparently the turkey's a diva and the turkey doesn't work well with other turkeys. All I got to say is there's a bunch of jive turkeys walking around this episode of South Park. So from there, the turkeys itself, uh, well, Cartman is trying, or he's talking with the, uh, the director because the turkey is upset now and it's shitting all over the dressing room. And Cartman's like, look, have me out here, guy. I got it. And I'm quoting Cartman. I got it with the game of the retarded turkey here. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Tell me how I can fix the situation. And the guy immediately jumps to kill the turkey. Like, it's not even like get it kidnapped or, or like give it away to a better person. No, kill the turkey. But the great thing is Cartman just no-sells the shit out of this. Like, he's already thought of it. You can't do that, bro. <laughs> like, it'll piss off <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Dude, we need your turkey for our play. She's not coming out. She's very upset. She's pooped all over the room. I know, I know, but listen. Let me try to explain the position I'm in here. The retarded turkey belongs to our friend Timmy, and Timmy's the only person who knows the part of Helen Keller. So, so tell me what I can do here to make everybody happy. 
kill the other turkeys. I can't, dude. Timmy has a boner for it. Yeah, I can't do that, bro. <laughs> like, you know Cartman at this point has already thought about it, but he knows the ramifications would not end well if his lead, who, you know, is apparently the only one that knows the part. <laughs> right. They mentioned that as well. They were like, well, just get rid of the turkey, Timmy. He can't be in the play. And Stan's like, or Kyle's, no, it was Stan's like, dude, don't piss him off. He's the only one that knows all the lines to Helen Keller. And then it goes back to Timmy and his little dress and wig, and he's like, Timmy. <laughs> he's like, yeah, bitch. And I mean, the joke in that is even better, too, because it's like Timmy knows all the lines for a deaf blind. Like, she, she's, <laughs> she's deaf, mute, and blind. Right, well, apparently Timmy's the, the expert at it, you know? So. Apparently. But we'll find out that anybody apparently could play Helen Keller's part in a fourth grade play later on in this mm-hmm. episode. As Cartman does eventually concede to the director and tries to rig the lights to kill this turkey. So much so that like he stops the middle of them singing, water, Helen, water. And he does some new blocking and tries to put the turkey in a particular position. And after putting that turkey in a particular position, he pull, he gets, pulls the rope, but the rope kills Kenny. So this will be a good opportunity to inform the listeners. Normally we do a weekly segment, if this is your first time listening to the show, the last couple episodes, because it's happened, called What Did Kenny Say? Where we recite and tell you all the words and lingo and verbiage Kenny used in this episode. Kenny did not have one line in this episode. I know, Joe, I saw your research there, and I watched the episode twice. He didn't have one line because yeah, no, so he might have I. sang with everybody else, but it wouldn't have been uh, an actual line. You know right. what I mean? But he was yeah. singing that. So Kenny did not have any lines. He dies now. Now, as that happens, <laughs> the, the the musical director like gets up and he runs over to Kenny, and he starts like singing, "Oh, what life is!" Blah blah blah. Right? He's like singing like a somber song about Kenny dying. <laughs> While this is going on, Cartman and the rest of them are still, uh, you know, trying to see what's going on with the turkey and trying to figure things out, if you will. Because Butters now comes. He runs in again for the second time. All dramatic and shit, too. Ah, crap. I must have rigged the wrong light. Let him rest in peace. Let him rest. Why must he die? They've got special effects. What, Butters? The kindergartners. They've got amazing stage effects, pyrotechnics and what have you. Why, it's a regular feast for the eyes. Oh, no! We're never gonna outdo them now. Oh, oh, what are we gonna do? Effects. Oh. Calm down, calm down. We can have special effects, too. Now, I know a lot is going wrong, but we've got to stick together to make this play work. All of us. Right? You got it. You got it. You got it. I, I do like the... The animation here. Mm-hmm. That they show butters from because uh, they give you different angles from him running from the backside and then giving the front shot, front side, the close up, and then it runs through the doors. I've just been like noticing little things about South Park the last couple weeks. I've been yeah. trying to like, listen to like little nuances. Like uh, last week when they crashed Bill Cosby, right? Mm-hmm. And then they get out of the car, and even off scene, you still hear the door, the door shut. I was like, oh, that's a nice little touch. You know what I mean? So I was just right. f- fine-tuned combing some of their uh, little nuances that they bring to the episode. But you are correct. Butters comes in all dramatic-like, and it's like, you guys, you guys, the, f- the kindergartners now have pyrotechnics. So 
it's at this point now the kids decide, okay, well, what if we rig the stage up with like water, right? And do a whole water extravaganza. And while they're going through different ideas again, the musical director in the background is singing <laughs> to Kenny still about his death. And then they all look at him and he stops and <laughs> just walks <laughs> off stage. Yeah. He's the only one sitting there and doesn't know, obviously, that Kenny dies every week. So he's just thinking another child, a child died. Every week. Yeah. <laughs> Cut down in the prime of life. Right. So following that scene, we then see Timmy backstage with his gobbles and the other turkey. Other turkey trainer comes up to him and convinces him that he is not going to be able to keep that turkey because people with mentally, physically disabled traits and personalities are incapable or incapacitated enough that they can't care for another individual, that being the animal. So they're basically telling Timmy that he's basically telling Timmy, I'm sorry, that they're going to come take your turkey away because you are not physically able to take care of this turkey. So he convinces Timmy to give it away. And in a typical old school Casablanca, 1930s, 1940s, Western scene. They do the typical, get, go, get out of here. Don't, don't ever come back. <laughs> but it's, uh, via, but it's, via, Timmy, it's via gobbles. Gobbles, Go gobbles, gobbles, gobbles. And he's like, Timmy. <laughs> Right, so he does different things where he's trying to make gobbles leave. Now, we should also mention not only is this turkey mentally disabled, but its head is so heavy that the turkey cannot carry its own head. Right, the neck can't support it. That can't support it. So he walks around with the head dragging on the ground, unless it's actually walking. It seems to be have its head up when he's walking. Maybe it helps the momentum. But yeah. then when he stops, he puts his head down. Um, so unfortunately for gobbles, uh, he is abandoned by Timmy. Timmy thinking that he's giving it away. So he's let loose. Unfortunately, the turkey is quickly snagged up by a turkey factory. It even says it on the side of it, like a giant turkey factory or whatever. Or turkeys in mm -hmm. first right now. So he gets thrown into the truck, gobbles, and like all the other turkeys are wide-eyed and tripping and gobbles sees a sign. I don't why would you put this inside the cargo? But it's inside the cargo that has a turkey. It says all of our turkeys are killed humanely or something like that. Yep. And, and they were all like, and, and Gobbles just sticks his head back down. And so now we go back to the show. And again, they're, they're still rehearsed. Go ahead. And one second, because it's kind of funny, like, because it's almost like Gobbles realizes what's about to happen here, because this is probably the second or third time in the episode that he's just seen turkeys being led to slaughter because like he tries to keep his head up with the rest of them and you can see there's like a brief second where he has like the epiphany of oh we're all gonna die and then just like chooses to drop his head or maybe i was the only one that saw it that way i mean that's a good take because if you think about it if you dive deeper then maybe that turkey's not mentally disabled maybe that turkey's the smartest turkey out of all of them and he's had his head so low because he doesn't want to get chopped. Well, and maybe <laughs> it's just a lame turkey and he's not mentally handicapped. He's just physically handicapped. Can we call them lame still? 
I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, to me, if, if, I like your take on the thought of it being smart enough to realize I've got to keep my head low to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to get fucked if he's seen so many. Maybe he's gone through a couple of different slaughterhouse situations, right? And, right, and I mean, he was on the turkey ranch before, so he's probably seen what's... It's yeah. true. That's very true. So, well, they... The, the way they try to kill the turkeys humanely is interesting. Now, I have to imagine that South Park probably wouldn't put something like this if they didn't do some sort of research. And I'm not saying all turkeys are killed this way, but I imagine at one point or another it might have been done this way. the turkeys in the back of the truck well i mean usually when you're hunting a turkey you cut its head off on a stump anyway sorry right and i wasn't referring to that yet i was talking i was going to talk about the hypnotic the hypnotic process here that it goes through so the turkey oh. itself get dumped out of the back of the trunk uh, truck oh, sorry truck through you know the ventilation system into a room and they're gobbling come on, come on. and then the farmer guy leads them into a room the dark the lights go quiet and all of a sudden, like, uh, you know, forest comes on, very hypnotic, meditative music. And it ends up quieting all the turkeys. And then a giant blade just comes in and slices all the turkeys' heads off. So my thought process in this show was, is are there other ways of – is this considered a humane way? Like, because the turkeys were quiet, does that make it humane? <laughs> Honestly, it seems more humane than the way the turkeys are actually killed because they're usually just hung from their ankles and get their throats slit. So, the, oh, wow. and without like being knocked out or anything like that, you know, where like a cat usually gets like KO'd or gets like the bolt to the brain or something. So, like, this turkey sees the blade coming and everything, whereas at least on that one, they got, like, to see the free range, and they were, like, kind of distracted before they got their head chopped off. Right. No, that's, that's a good point. I was just looking at it, too. I was just like, oh, this is kind of a, a humane way, I guess it would be, right? Yeah. Uh, to kill a turkey. Scoop, would you, did, did you think this was a humane way to kill a turkey by relaxing them? Yeah, I mean, they got the the thing right in front of them to watch. You know, they're just chilling, get to have one last view of beautiful nature, and then scoop. <laughs> then they get scooped, yeah. <laughs> right. Now, now, of course, the... Of course, Garbles, because he keeps his head low to the ground, does not get his head chopped off. So when they're all pushed out back into the truck to take for delivery... Uh, Gobbles ends up falling out between the factory and the truck, and when he lands on the ground, j apparently uh, Jimbo and his gun club just happen to hang out around the turkey factory because they're like, "Well, boys, a live one." Let's get it. So they start <laughs> chasing after Gobbles uh, to try and shoot him. So we go back to the play now. The way the director of the what is it the the Silencia or whatever her name is, the fancy turkey. 
the, the, the trick master, the breeder, the way he convinced Timmy was that he told them that people were coming to take this turkey because Timmy had ran out. He runs off and he convinces them by saying those those men right now are coming to take your turkey. And uh, after they leave, we found out they were just the water engineer guys. So later on, backstage now, right before the show's about to start, the water engineer guys come out. And they're like, all right, everything's all hooked up. And uh, Cartman's like, yeah, but it's shorting the electricity. And they're like, that's a different union. And Cartman's like, goddamn union mafia. <laughs> and then um, uh, now realizing that Timmy – now Timmy now realizing that he was tricked, that nobody was coming to take – his gobbles and that these men were just engineers for water he throws off the fucking wig and timmy is out of there so now right before showtime he's gone and um they have no helen keller they're 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 freaking out well <laughs> the musical director goes i know the i know the part i can do it so he decides a fully grown man <laughs> with, with a beard doesn't oh, even like quickly gosh. shave his facial hair, you know, or something to Not try true. and look the part. No, just puts on the wig and the dress, and he's gonna play Helen Keller. So, <laughs> as we mentioned, Timmy went looking for gobbles, and when he went, when he goes looking for gobbles, <laughs> Jimbo and the rest of them they find the turkey, and Jimbo's like, "I get to shoot first since I saw it first. and he's lining up the shot and. Uh, Timmy fucking rolls up on his fucking wheelchair and in a bodyguard parody, slow motion jumps out of his chair. As as uh, Jimbo takes the shot and it hits Timmy, and you just see the other hunters behind Jimbo and Ned like <laughs> they leave. Gobbles not unscathed wakes up Timmy and he's only nicked in his arm. Still bleeding, by the way. They shot a fourth grader, a mentally handicapped child. Uh, I mean, yeah, but you yeah. know what? I'm telling you too. It, uh, this is like what? What? This would have been 2000, right? 2001. He could have. Uh, Timmy's family could have sued. I'm just saying. But uh, anyway, we'll get to I guess uh, Timmy's reprieve here as Jimbo apologizes and says, "Is there anything I can do for you?" And Timmy gets an evil look on his face, like gobbles. So. They go back to the show. We see now the play starting and rocking and rolling. You know, the parents are kind of dismayed, like, oh, great. Mr. Mack is like, I swore I would never sit through another fourth grade Helen Keller musical again, but here I am. And Principal Victorious, like, <laughs> yeah, me too, but this time I got really stoned. <laughs> yeah, I got really, yeah, I got really stoned. So uh, she is fucking tripping balls and. Uh, the show starts up, and, and instead of the traditional, you know, slow Helen Keller musical, it breaks out into music. And Sheila's like, this is not the musical I remember. And uh, Stan's mom is Sharon. Sharon? Is like, well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it is. So we got the old man director playing Helen Keller. And, you know, during the show, the fancy turkey between the acts is coming out and jumping through hoops and pulls down a, a covered sign that, you know, displays what act or scene they're in, right? Mm -hmm. Well, at the conclusion of this play now, Timmy reappears, upset, obviously, because Gobbles was told to leave, and uh, the, the breeder's like, well, uh, he, the director, the other guy's name, he uh, fulfilled your role flawlessly. <laughs> and, uh, they showed up with a, a turkey salute, 
with all the gun club people, and they shot and killed this very fancy turkey. Cartman upset, thinking that now he doesn't have a turkey. Well, throughout the beginning part of the episode, or throughout the whole episode, Timmy is trying to teach Gobbles a trick, how to jump through a flaming hoop of fire. And in the conclusion of this play, he does jump through a flaming hoop. Well, not really jump. Gobbles more or less walks through the flaming hoop of fire. He gets over his fear. Just like... <laughs> he like slowly walks through it. And then Princess Victoria stoned off her ass. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> And finally, everyone decides to go ahead and start clapping. It's just like... So that, and then, you know, the musical director, you know, he sings all the little parts. And now that I can hear, I, the world's not so ugly. So um, that's how the play ends. So now the boys are, of course, thrilled. They put on this great play. They're like, okay, now let's see what the kindergartners did. And the kindergartners show up. It's a Thanksgiving table. Half of them are dressed as cowboys. And half of them are dressed as Indians. And they're literally singing a old McDonald parody song. Uh, and um, halfway through it, uh, a cannon of confetti goes off, scaring one of the kindergartners. And they end with, Happy Thanksgiving! Old McDonald's had our old cowboy had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. And on that, cow- on that farm, he had some Indians. E-I-E-I-O. Right, so they're basically singing cow- about cowboys and Indians. Happy Thanksgiving! As it ends, because I forget the words to the song, and they're like, what the fuck? We worked our asses off to beat them. And then, like, Butters said it was great. And they go to Butters, wow! Butters like, wow, did you see that? And I had a horse, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So that's Butters, however, thinks the play's amazing, oblivious to all the angry glazers around him. And that is how the episode ends. So there's your episode recap on uh, Helen Keller, the musical. We, as we mentioned, we don't have any what did Kenny say. So Scoop, why don't you go ahead and take us away into some of our trivia today? You got a short one. You have a short trivia too. Mm-hmm. Helen Keller, June 27th, 1880 to June 1st, 1968 was a subject of the play and film The Miracle Worker, written by William Gibson. This is the last Thanksgiving special until a History Channel Thanksgiving. We learned <laughs> but, today, Ian. We watched that episode a couple days ago. What did we learn today, Ian? I keep my mouth shut and paint the fucking eggs. Anyway, go ahead. That's a different one. Go ahead. Yeah. Was also- the first Thanksgiving by aliens? Or was it actually haunted? Dr. Brofolowski thinks so. <laughs> and this is for the ITT Technical Institute. <laughs> this is also the first episode where Eliza Schneider voices Wendy Testerberger, replacing Mona Marshall, which would last all the way to Raisins. Uh, before we get into pop culture, I want to talk about Helen Keller for a little bit. Uh, did you guys ever read the book when you were in school growing up? Yeah. yeah, I had to. And I saw that, and after that, they made us watch The Miracle Worker, too. Did you watch the colored version or the black and white? Uh, it was the colored one. Okay. It, it was the Disney version. That's on Plus right now. Oh, I don't know if I, is it the, hmm, I didn't know there was a Disney, maybe it was Disney, I didn't realize it was Disney. I remember it's the, 
It's got a white chick, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think I watched that one in school as well. And then I think when I got into film and society class later on in life, I ended up watching the black and white version of the play because it made us watch, you know, mm-hmm. school ones like that, the movies that were turned into plays and plays that were turned into movies, if you will. Um, but yeah, so Helen Keller, a very fascinating woman. Um, you know, she's essentially one of the pioneers. I mean, really, she's one of the first students to be taught how to overcome her disability of deafness and blindness, whereas her teacher, if you will, should be more credited, which we I should, probably should have looked up here, is really the person who came up with all this shit to teach blind people. You know what I mean? And that Andy Sullivan. I'm sorry. Ann Sullivan was her name. Sullivan. There you go. So Ann Sullivan, who, you know, Ann Sullivan, who defined the system, which eventually turned into, you know, the Braille system. And then what we have now today, where we definitely have uh, made a lot more advancements in accommodating uh, individuals who are um, subject to some of the disabilities. So um, very famous individual. However, I will say there is a lot of controversy that has surrounded Helen Kellen over the years um i'm not sure if you guys have are aware or heard anything about that no i I was unawares so there is a little bit of controversy that surrounds like helen keller first of all keller was supposedly she wrote her first story the frost king at the age 11 um and apparently that might not have been accurate as well um is uh she couldn't truly begin learning or communicate until after the age of six so how would she be able to possibly publish a story uh, back in 1891 as well as a female too? Then, so there was a lot of different things there. All right. So here, here's here was what the controversy was though, guys. And it wasn't necessarily controversy, but it could just be a lack of intelligence too. But <laughs> we don't use TikTok, okay? So we're not privy to a lot of things that go on. Apparently, you know, there uh, came uh, QAnon and PizzaGate. Obviously, we know about that. But teenagers on TikTok. Mm-hmm apparently doubt the existence of Helen Keller. That was what it was. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, man, we don't think she existed. That's um, the latest conspiracy. Yeah, it says, um, so screenwriter Daniel Kunka, who came across oh, the conspiracy fuck. theory when speaking to his teenage nephews and nieces said that there are proponents that don't doubt the existence of Helen Keller, the woman, but the fact that she was both deaf and blind, yet it's still able to write books setting aside the offense. And this, this assumption for a moment, the conspiracy seems to have started a joke. Anyone who has met a member of Gen Z knows that there are, that they are creatures of the internet and as such have an almost awe inspiring grasp of irony. They're willing, they're walking examples of what has come to be called context collapse. And yet it does seem that some teenagers do doubt Keller's achievements, or in some cases that she was disabled at all. Some of the videos have been removed with TikTok telling Newsweek that any post that dehumanizes others on the basis of disability is a violation of our community guidelines. Uh, Could it be that blind, deaf woman with most success in the life than all of us is too much to grasp? Possibly, writes one young woman for the medium. of course, uh, it's a crazy conspiracy theory. But yeah, apparently there's some Gen Z conspiracy theories that Helen Keller was either never deaf, blind, or dumb, or never did all those great accomplishments, and that she's propped up because she's white, right? I think there was also, I think also the, that played into as well. There was also other deaf and blind uh, black musicians and artists and whatnot, and because they don't also get as 
uh, much recognition as Helen Keller, that also plays into well. So it's an amalgamate of conspiracy and uh, people feeling that Helen Keller is a uh, symbol of white privilege. So there you go. <laughs> little Helen Keller knowledge there for you today. If you want more Helen Keller knowledge, you can go watch, figure it out. There's movies, books, stories. Yeah, you can bet you can find it. So let me get into some of the references to the pop culture here. So TV, Timmy choosing gobbles mimic Charlie Brown buying that pathetic little Christmas tree, of course, in Charlie Brown Christmas, as we mentioned. Uh, the scenes of Butters running down the halls are reminiscent of similar scenes from The Right Stuff. Yeah, which is a good movie if you've never right. seen it. Great movie. And that's probably why I like the, um, the animation. Yeah. Uh, the name of this episode and the... <clears throat> The name of this episode and the fake beards the fourth graders wear are both references to the Cannibal the musical, which is of course the musical written by Stone and Parker, which we've mentioned. Look, here hurts my face. Stan, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, that's cause a beard hurts my face. Um, I can still pick up that. Um, by the way, audio when you're sending messages. Uh, in the scene where Cartman follows Jeffrey Maynard's advice on sensory deprivation to get inside the mind of Helen Keller, the disturbing images he sees are similar to the sensory deprivation scene in the movie Altered States. I don't even remember seeing that movie. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, Cartman makes a reference to Tim Rice being the lyricist for Phantom of the Opera. However, the lyrics are written by Charles Hart and Richard Stilogue. Still go. I don't know. Still go. Still go. The scene the turkeys watch before being killed is similar to euthanasia scenes in Soylent Green. Oh, there you go. That answers my and, question. Right. And that's where the um, we kill our turkeys humanely came from also. It's we, we euthanize. Uh, yeah, we kill our humanely. You're right. I saw that. I, that's been a long. That's a movie I haven't seen since I was like 12 or yeah. 15. Like Jeffrey the Soylent Green is people. <laughs> Uh, Jeffrey Maynard resembles uh, Colm Wilkinson in voice and appearance. Wilkinson played the lead in Les Miserables. Oh, I can't say this fucking go Les ahead. Miserables. Les Miserables. Les Miserables on Broadway. Uh, this is referenced when Cartman says that Maynard also played the role of Jean Valjean. Uh, most of Maynard's dialogue is sung to the tune of the songs from Les Miserables. Uh, the scene where the show turkey is shot mimics the scene from The Godfather. Uh, where Sonny Corleone is murdered at a toll booth. Joe does not agree with this, though. He says he's yeah. sick and tired of it being compared to the scene. And anytime someone gets this shit shot out of them, seriously, fuck that. That's what. Yeah, like, seriously, though, like, anytime someone gets a shit shot out of them, it's like, oh, yeah, this is an homage to The Godfather in 1972. No, unless he's rolling up to a fucking toll booth and getting shot up with Tommy guns. Like, the only thing that I will say is an homage was when Mr. Pl was in The Simpsons when Mr. Plow clears Springfield and like Bart just gets pelted with snowballs because like he's making all the same body motions and crap. And then Nelson comes up and throws like another three at his face. That is mimicking the Godfather. This is just a turkey getting shot up by Jimbo and his boys. <laughs> Get him. Got him. Got him. And then the last thing here is, of course, Cartman has a Mr. T poster in his room. Uh, Joe finishes off with this continuity here. 
Um, Kyle is shown to actually have some rhythm in this episode during the rehearsals. While in the episode Rainforest Schmain Forest, he was notoriously out of step the entire time. It was a running joke the entire episode right. that Kyle was fucking everything up. Um, and then there's a place in the world where it really sucks ass. ass. <laughs> and so the next three are all coming from the same scene, which is probably the best scene of the entire episode. The boy who asks why his mom died is Kevin, the boy who thought out from the snow in Summer Sucks. The girl who lost her dog is Heidi Turner, which Heidi hasn't been that big a part of the show yet at this point. And the woman who accuses her husband of cheating as well as her husband both appear as patients in the hospital and Cartman's mom is still a dirty slut. And while we didn't elaborate more, we should definitely talk about it right now before we get into the top likes. There is a parody scene here where uh, everybody is, where Gobbles, this is right after Gobbles leaves, right? Mm -hmm. Timmy goes, get out of here. Gobbles, Gobbles, right? So they do Gobble. a pan, they do a pan, uh, like a, um, a pan shot where they pan from left to right side of the town. And then they start going through these different scenes or different dialogues with people who are sad. Mommy, why is Daddy, why is Mommy dead? <laughs> I don't know, son. I miss my dog. <laughs> why yeah. did you cheat on me? It's just when I look at you, I don't think I, I see her and I can't ever be with you anymore. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it goes to that lady, the announcer. I forget what she says, though. Have you made the right choices in your life? There it is, right? And she just looks at you. Right, and then it fades up into the stars. So <laughs> yes. that was a, a definitely a nice little parody scene of like a, a mix of a, a sad death scene and paid programming. Because usually they, they somebody sells you something after that. Like, mm -hmm. have you done all the – or like go to church or something. Have yeah, you done just... all the things in your life? Brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. Or Jeez. like – <laughs> the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Jesus. Jesus. Uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and now get in to wrap up this episode here. As I know, Scoop's got about 20 minutes left here. We've got top likes. Shouldn't take us that long to get through this. But, uh, Joe, tell us some of your top likes. Um, They're basically all of ours because your yeah. top are pretty much all of our tops. Right. This is why I got in there last night to get them all in. Uh, Principal Victoria, luckily I got really stoned before this. I had to get really stoned before this because that's the only way I could get through this one. But like Principal Victoria is saying what I was thinking just made me laugh. Before you go on, I just want to jump in really quick too. I like – this is relatable in any context because I know we've all been to either shows, movies, or events where we're like, how the fuck am I going to get through this? All right, I got to get really fucking big for this one. And – the great thing about this, this is also on Thanksgiving, so I know you've also had where you're about to go hang out with your family for Thanksgiving, and maybe you walk off with your cousin down the street. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's, it's what I did at Christmas with my cousin. Like, yeah, let's uh, let's take a walk. He's safety like, meeting. Yes, safety, safety meeting safety. indeed. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've done that multiple times. Those are actually fun though, because then you come back to the party, and no one knows that you're really baked, but there might be some people who know that you're baked. But then you just you're fucking hello fucking sloshed, so you fucking just chow down on some turkey. It's fucking exactly. Great. It's like my mom knows what we did, but she doesn't care. 
So the I mean the great thing is at my house, I mean as I've mentioned, my family, my my family's pretty much full of hippies, so I'm not gonna throw every family member under the bus, but they know that we do it, and there are certain family members as well who are partake in the said activity as well. So uh, it's pretty chill because everybody doesn't care. We don't really have to go anywhere to do it. We could just do it there. It's it's right. nice. You know the patio. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah. We don't have to like go for a walk or anything. You know what I mean? So. Right. Uh, the next one I'm gonna go ahead and steal from you. I'm gonna read it. Have well, you made the since we just said it? Have you made the right choices in your life? The the whole fucking montage, of course. You mentioned Chef's Kiss. No, I just like mwah. like it just oh, made. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, and then of course, pretty much anything related to. Go ahead, Scoop. You've been doing it all episode. Mm-hmm. I I. <laughs> And I did wind up adding one at the bottom once we started talking about her. The show turkey has, like, the biggest turkey breasts ever. It's like, they, like, gave her cleavage. It was kind of funny. I hope they ate that turkey. You know what I mean? Like, the great thing about that episode, too, is they killed the turkey. And, I mean, realistically, I'm sure that that breeder guy could probably take him to court for civil. But you really couldn't take that turkey. You couldn't put Jimbo and them away for killing the turkey because Mm -hmm. it's... It's a turkey. <laughs> uh, maybe if it was a dog or something, that might be different. But the turkey. Yeah. Um, the, I put, of course, here Jimbo and the club shooting that show turkey. I liked it. Oh, I thought that was funny. Um, and then uh, <laughs> uh, this was a good scene. So when um, the turkey, when Timmy disappears after he runs away and leaves, uh, and finds out from the breeder guy that he was de- deceived that you know he gave away gobbles for nothing. Right before the show, everyone's like. Timmy's gone. He ran away. And Kyle and Stan, of course, instinctively look over at Cartman like, what the hell, dude? What'd you do this time? And Cartman's like, wait, wait, what are you guys looking at me? Look, I tried it the first time with the, by lighting the rig the first time. I wasn't going to do it again. I'm not an asshole. So <laughs> I just thought this was great. Your Cartman's self-awareness. Like, no, dude. Like, yeah, no, I tried to fucking kill him already. But this is, the sh- you know, we're about to start the show. I'm not going to do it again. I'm not an asshole. I'm not an asshole. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Cartman daydreaming the whole scene there when he's in his room trying to think about come up with lyrics for his new song. And <laughs> he the the director guy suggests like sensory deprivation, put on uh, you know some ear muffs and close your eyes or behind a blindfold. So he does that. And Cartman starts seeing all these different scenes as we mentioned from Altered State. And then after he takes it off, the director goes, "Well," he goes. I don't know already, see. <laughs> Cartman's got a pretty fucked up mind, mm-hmm. fortunately here. And uh, Joe, you put uh, a couple, one, couple, two things here as well. Hold on. Yeah, I already brought Hold it on. up Hold to on. you. Joe, you put a couple things as well. Did you have anything else here you wanted to mention? Uh, no, just the uh, turkey's giant titties. Giant <laughs> titties. All right, well, let's move on to our dislikes then. Uh, you put that you get that it's supposed to be making fun of old boy from Les Miserables, but goddamn is Maynard fucking annoying. You thought he was annoying? I thought he was hilarious. It, um, like there are a lot of times in the show, and I know I've brought this up, where they'll beat a joke, they'll beat a dead horse so much that it just becomes funny again, and I it just never became funny again. Hmm. Okay. All right, all right, good stuff here. Uh, next thing here, who was this? Is you want to talk about your second one? Mm-hmm. 
Um, this was another one, and this is kind of a uh, shout back to uh, season one or season two, Mister Hanky the Christmas Pooh. Garrison is the kindergarten teacher, and I think they kind of missed a chance to have him be as hard on the kindergartners as he was on the then third graders in that episode where they're putting together the Christmas pageant. Oh, that's a good call out. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and that's the one where uh, Sheila gets all pissed off that, you know, oh, well, you're having my boy in a Christmas pageant, even though Joseph was Jewish. And then they go, as I look through the hours of time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What the hell is this? Well, this is what you want. We'll remove Jesus and Santa. And... Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, yeah. But maybe as well, Garrison also realized that A, these kids are, you know, young. And B, he just went through the whole fucking voting fiasco. Yeah, maybe I was he... going to say he could just be so exhausted from that. He didn't want to go through that bullshit again um, and saw what happened when he was really into a um you know play like last time it blew up in their faces if you will they had to go through that whole thing so maybe he just didn't really want to well, fine let the kids do it they can do their own stupid little play that, that makes sense <laughs> to you uh bad pie. uh and then you also put here that you had to look uh, hard to find things about this episode that you liked and too much yeah described. yeah it just seems like where like things in south park seem to be kind of naturally absurd this one seemed like they were going out of their way to make shit up to be absurd, like the performing turkey with the giant tits, or even though that's one of the good things, but like it, it just. And maybe it's just because I don't like Charlie Brown Christmas either that I didn't mm. like this, but I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not, I, I actually do like the Charlie Brown Christmas episodes. I do watch them once a year. Uh, and it's kind of like my thing I, I do watch. Um, I prefer the Great Pumpkin. The Great Pumpkin, I think, is a funnier one. Um, just because he got Linus out in the field like an idiot waiting for yeah. a pumpkin. Um, but the, yeah, that's um, I put here as my last thing was uh, you know I wasn't necessarily a fan of this episode in general. Um, like I feel like it's just a holiday filler episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there was some highlights, of course, as we mentioned, you know, with Timmy and Gobbles. But the thing is, Gobbles never ever makes an appearance again. So, like, really, it's a filler episode. Like, he's in some video games, and of course, there's the the Nintendo 64 uh, game where you shoot all the turkeys with snowballs. Um, but there really, there isn't any references to Gobbles in the main storyline ever again. And so that leads me to believe either the turkey died, or Timmy probably killed it and ate it. Um, so there you go. That was uh, your full recap, our top likes, dislikes. Now, before we end it, Jay, V, was this in your uh, top 200, what would you say? Or top 300? Well, I mean, yeah, there's only 300 episodes anyway. So, yeah, this is in, like, my top – I think they're on, like, 287. So this is in, like, my top oh, 280. They're on, they're on 307 now, I think. 307, are they? Yeah, they just said they had, they had episode 300 last year with Randy being ecstatic about the weed sales. So that was episode 300. So, uh, but, so you were saying this is probably in your bottom 30 then? Sorry, I was muted there. Like, bottom 10, honestly. Like, oh, okay. if there's, like – if there's 307, then this is in, like, between 297 and there. Jesus, okay. Scoop, is this in your top 200? 
yeah. Put it in the top two hundred. Is it between one fifty and two hundred? Two hundred and two ten. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, I'm kinda right there with you, Scoop. I'm about between two hundred and two fifty as well. It's not the best, but it's not like something where I feel like it's the worst episode. It's an episode that I do watch yearly. And maybe that's why, because I've already watched it four months ago. This is February we're recording. So I mean Thanksgiving was just in November, right? So mm-hmm. we just I just got done watching this episode. It's my yearly episode. So to watch it again already, I'm like, uh, it's not even Thanksgiving. Um but there you go, guys. That's that's gonna do it for another edition of Shack My Balls, a South Park review. I'm your host in the scene with the air is clean. I'm lighting up green, your boy MSG. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Shepherd. Each and every week, I host, co-host with Vin Amin and Chris Silvio, Light the Fuse, an AEW podcast review, as well as I also produce the new Force Order podcast. When you're listening to this episode. By then, I assume episode 101 will be on the way, but 100 episodes by the new Force Order podcast. Shout out to them. Uh, they uh, I've gotten to produce now over 50 episodes for them, so episode 100 is up there. Probably one of the hardest episodes of New Force Order I have ever worked on, as I did a lot of work on that episode. So check that out, if you will. Of course, also check out patreon.com slash TV, where I help manage 10-time uh, tag team champion Hall of Famer Patreon's content. As well as twitch.tv slash TV Ray TV and CV Ray TV on a YouTube. Joe, put yourself over before we go. Uh, February 26th, Neon Lights Bar Fights in Denver at the Watering Bowl. Uh, Saturday the 27th, I will be at IZW Monster at Sun Studios of Tempe. That one is sold out, I think. Uh, March, March, March. What am I doing in March? Uh, the third, I don't know what I've got going on. Um, damn, I got to look at my March calendar again, but, uh, Primo's Pro Wrestling, you guys know, uh, everything I'm getting put over by now. Or go listen to old episodes. If this is your first time, like, go back, listen to the catalog, get familiar with old episodes, and then find out all the shit I put over. And maybe next week Joe will just write down what he has to say, and then he can speak I will. through it. I'll be prepared. <laughs> uh, Scoop, who's uh, been very depressed this whole episode, he realized that he should have not sold his Bitcoin <laughs> and has been very quiet this whole episode. <laughs> Would you like to say anything, Scoop, about no. today's events, the show, or anything before we go? No, I want to be less about it. I have to make a call. Scoop's gonna go cry in a corner, ladies and gentlemen. Check Love out our guys. sponsor. Check out our sponsor, thebigboysclub.com. Visit thebigboysclub.com. Use the code Suck My Balls Pod. Save 15% off all of your cannabis-related apparel. If you're in the Las Vegas area, I believe they also have a storefront as well as they sell CBD. So, so check them out. Bigboysclub.com. I'm your host again, Matthew Schaffer. We'll see you next week. Bow, take my All right, well, if you got to get good at something really fast, there's only one way to do it. Come on! The day is approaching to give it your best. You got to reach your prime. That's when you need to put yourself to the test and show us the passage of time. We're gonna need a montage. Sports training montage. Montage.
looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Ex-Stradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like podcast and the Laughcast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. 